All right, welcome to the Two Sons Podcast. Happy Thursday or Friday, whatever day it is that I decide to release this, everybody. I hope all of you guys are having a great week so far. You guys know the drill. Before we get started, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. We would sincerely appreciate that, and we really appreciate the support you guys have given us over the course of the last couple of months. I also have a link tree in the description of this video that will take you to all of our socials and feeds. If you guys could follow us there, we'd really appreciate it. Um, so things are heating up rather intensely. Yeah. Uh, really on all the shows that we're watching. That's what I was thinking too. Um, this is essentially, uh, if you know anything about the Dance of Dragons, which is the, the, the word that the people of Westeros, or the phrase that the people of Westeros use to describe the civil war that decimates the Targaryens and kills most of their dragons. Uh, this conflict starts shortly after uh, Viserys' death, which is obviously pending almost immediately after this episode. Uh, I almost, I think that he died at the end of the episode. I, I, it, it, he either died or came very, or is going to die very, so very shortly. The reason why I think he died is because the screen goes black and it's completely silent. There's like no, there's no, more there's, no there's no, well, there's no music being played. So oh, we see that happen in like a lot of shows, like even in some Star Wars shows, like when something big happens, they um, just go dead silent. Yeah, it's yeah. just silent. Uh -huh. Yeah, so I think that's I think that symbolizes his death. So I think I that's presume. a good place to start uh, because there's a bunch of other stuff that we need to get to in this episode. But the I think that's a good place to start. So there's two, and Carly didn't pick up on this the first time she watched. So I wonder if you picked up on it because I had to explain it to her. But Rhaenyra. If you remember, the, in the very first episode, I think, it was either the first episode or the second episode, when she gets proclaimed the heir. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Viserys takes her down into the dragon, uh, into like the dragon graveyard thing in front of Balerion the Dread's uh, dragon skull. Right. And Balerion the Dread was the dragon that uh, Aegon the Conqueror, uh, with his two sisters, used to conquer Westeros. Right. And Aegon... Uh, had a dream and in this dream he saw the that he called the song of ice and fire he he sees the white walkers essentially and yeah. is aware that the 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 people of westeros have to be united to fight against the the this threat mm. and he passes that down only to his heirs right down the line and he tells rainier so rainier goes up to viserys at the end uh on his deathbed basically and and basically goes like the song of ice and fire do you believe it right and he ends up that he can't communicate well enough because he's all doped up on, on Milk of the Poppy, so he can't say anything, so that scene basically ends, right? Right. Well, obviously, a ton of other stuff happens in the episode, but at the end of the episode, uh, Alicent goes into the room right. and gives him some Milk of the Poppy, so he's doped up, obviously. And, uh, and Viserys, uh, who it, it doesn't even like seem to be aware of what's really no. happening around him, uh, starts talking as though Rhaenyra is still there. That's what and it goes is. Like, and yeah, says, like, that's a good pickup, Jake. And he goes, like, the song of ice and fire, it, it is true, and it's you. You have to be the one to oh, lead us. Yeah. And I know. That would created a mess. Yes, it did. Because as we saw in the preview, I don't know if you watched the preview for the next week's episode, but there's basically a scene where Alicent tells the Hand of the King, Otto, like, he told me <laughs> that it's me. He told me Just that, it's supposed, that the mess. throne should pass to Aegon. So that's basically where everything goes south. <laughs> oh my south. gosh. So yeah. basic miscommunication, although I don't think it... Because even Alicent at the end where she was like... She like kind of walks away and then like silently turns around and she goes like... I understand. Husband. Right. And then she like turns... It was almost like kind of like a... Like it, it, I don't even think she... 
I don't think she really believes what no. she's saying. She's just using that as the excuse. I totally. I mean? And that's that's number one, really good acting on her oh, part. For, sure. for us to both feel that, even yeah. though nothing was said. Because it, it, it had uh, it exuded the vibe of, um, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a complete call to action, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that statement you made on your deathbed. Uh, uh, well, hi. Uh, uh, just, yeah. That's pretty um, funny. But yeah, so that was that was probably the the call it the moment that triggers the civil war, but uh I mean it's really simple. The 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 story the story of the Dance of the Dragons essentially goes that uh, Viserys dies and Allison and the Hand basically proclaim Aegon and crown him. Yeah. And unfortunately, Rhaenyra and everybody's at uh at Dragonstone, so they don't really have anything they can do other than invade King's Landing at that point and that essentially is what starts the the civil war so um we're, we're literally there and we have what we have two episodes left nine and ten uh the coming up um but yeah like the, i this is this is this is gonna get absolutely wild and off i'm off sure the it rails. is it's gonna be i'm i'm very 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 excited not that this episode wasn't off the rails because we saw a man's head get cut in half <laughs> oh yeah that was unexpected i looked down for like a brief moment and then i look up and then i see a torso with a neck and then a tongue <laughs> <laughs> just sticking out and i thought oh my gosh that was totally game of thrones you know oh, my, my brother was texting me and uh he was like this is like game of thrones like the essence of game and Th- game of thrones and i was like okay yeah, it really whatever. Was. and then it's actually like pretty chill you know and then all of a sudden there's a severed head well the 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 the, the kind of slow burn of this episode is really cool because like you kind of under because everyone kind of has Everyone kind of has a leg to stand on. That's the interesting part about this whole thing is everybody has a leg to stand on. Like you're looking like at Like a Vayman. legitimate claim. Vayman's sitting there like, my brother got his throat slit. He may or may not be dying. My entire bloodline will cease to exist right. because Rhaenyra's uh, like have, having sex with Harwin Strong. Like she's right. not actually producing Valerian heirs. My my son or my nephew, uh, uh, Laner is dead. Even though he's not, he's over in Essos. Right. But like he's like, dude. Like if if it doesn't go to me, my bloodline will cease to exist. This needs to be right. dealt with. And like so, like you're like, okay, this makes perfect sense. Um, and then you're, but then Rainier obviously is like, no, 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 no. Like it, uh, this is my birthright. All this stuff. And and uh, and then with the hand of the king and Alicent, it's obvious. That they want Vayman to be in control because it right. just adds more power to their particular house. So it's just a very, it's just a, it's a very classic Game of Thrones power dynamic where everything that everybody's doing kind of makes sense, but it's all right. kind of to pull, pull uh, leverage in 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 Westeros. So everyone rides down to King's Landing, and and obviously Damon and and Rhaenyra are immediately like these. MFers are are just yeah. using Viserys as a puppet, and they are. They are. They've the got all their logos around the the castle. They have their logos around oh the gosh. castle, which was an interesting call out from Damon. That would drive me crazy if oh, I was dude. Right yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, well, and what it is is it's very it's classic, like very outward. Um, it's like there's a subtlety that's missing from the High Towers. That's oh, very yeah. that's very in your face. It's just in the face. And, of Rhaenyra and, and, they, and they, Damon, they made it. They made it clear in the beginning of the episode too that Alicent and Otto are feeding Viserys milk of the poppy, even when he doesn't ask for it as frequently as possible. Just to the so point where Viserys literally has to like say no and says, "I want to have a clear mind." Did you right. see the? Did you see it coming? Viserys showing up to the to the. No, meeting? did you? You didn't. Yeah, I had. A, I had a feeling about so it. I thought it was cool how that was written in too, because. 
everything was proceeding as you'd expect it to. And then the doors open. And then what was so neat about it is that gold mask was incredible. Oh, that he was such wearing. a cool, iconic thing. It was super, super iconic. How many Halloween costumes of that are we going to see this year? <laughs> Seriously. Which is actually, it'd be kind of funny to see because it's a giant coat with just Schmeagol hair. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then a <laughs> Phantom of the Opera gold mask. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, that was such a power move. And then you could tell that uh, the Hightower family was completely overstepping when they all looked at each other when he showed up. And oh, said, oh, yeah. Crud. And what an epic one-liner from Viserys when he wa- he walks by slowly around everybody and then he finally gets up to Otto and he just looks over and he's like, I will sit the throne today. Right. And it was just, it was just like a total... Because like Viserys to the end, he understood what the high towers yeah. were doing. And and for, for whatever it's worth too, Viserys, we, we've been very critical of, or somewhat critical of. We, critical. We've, we've called him reason. We've called him a weak king and he's finally making some power moves. Finally making some power moves. What, what I kind of like about him though, and this is a rarity in Game of Thrones and this spoke to me just because I'm a complete baby apparently but the my favorite scene in game of thrones so far was the dinner scene when everyone's <laughs> happy yeah. and sitting around i mean that's so lame and i know that that's just completely not what people watch game of thrones for like i i, I totally get that but it, it, it contrasted really nicely with with what could be and what is with the downfall of mankind and the uh the everlasting search for power. So like in, in always wanting to be in charge and always searching for power, you give up those moments. Right. And it, and it was a really cool contrast to see that. And only for a short, short moment because that hatred for each other has literally been bred into the children. Yeah. It's, it's literally been forced onto the next generation. Yeah. And you know, I'm really glad you brought up the Viserys part because I thought the exact same thing when I was watching that episode. I was like, you know what? Because presumably what ends up happening, because Viserys leaves the dinner and things immediately go south. And he's out of the room. And then he goes yep, back grandpa's to his room gone. and basically dies. So essentially, Viserys' last act as king is he he makes up for a lifetime of mistakes. Right. And at his core, his biggest problem is his optimism. Right. You Which know, doesn't like, fly it, in Game of Thrones. If Exactly. If he really, really... Like, for instance, <clears throat> if that exact situation had happened, but uh, Viserys was more like Damon in terms of his personality, uh-huh. his last act in life, what he, he would have just ordered uh, Allison and Otto to be killed. Right. He would have just You're been totally like, right. And, and, he, and he would have said... And he, he would have huh. used... He would have gone out of his way to basically get in front of this conflict and be like, these people will all kill each other They'll get all of our dragons killed. This is going to be a huge mistake. We have to get... But That's a great Viserys point. Viserys at his core is too much of an optimist. Mm-hmm. And and what's so funny is his last memory, literally, as a living human being, before he goes and gets high on, on the milk of the poppy and then dies, is his last sober memory is looking at his family apologizing to each other and being right. happy. And so he dies thinking everything's fine. But the truth of the matter is, is his optimism... Uh, blinded him to the fact that these people they need there needed to be a preemptive strike right which is the downside of or which is like the reality of game of thrones world mm-hmm. right like optimism makes you weak unfortunately yeah absolutely um and i'm an optimist and that makes me weak I, i'm being well, serious no you know but I mean? no but in real life 
being an optimist and being good to other people actually can get you so far in life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I agree. But so, so like a contrast, true, yeah, true, true reality in my book. What was interesting. So you're saying this is not actually Game of Thrones in the real world is what you're saying. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I'm not about to kill you because I don't want to take over this podcast, Jay. <laughs> you do most of the work behind the scenes and we'll keep it that way. Um, now, Elena might try and kill you because then I wouldn't be able to do the podcast yes, by myself because exactly. no one would want to listen to me. Exactly. Um, no, what was I going to say? Oh, there is an example of true love in Game of Thrones as well. And it's not between, typically not between lovers either. Like, so some could say, oh, um, Damon and Rhaenyra love each other. But I think that's, you know, it might be somewhat of the case, but relatively superficial. Um, but the love for a parent and their child is 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 true love i think in game of thrones and and i think that's one of the driving forces as well that drives the original game of thrones series as well cersei's love for her children catelyn stark's love for her children it drives yeah. everything um, yeah. it's like it's like you said it's the one it's the only love that's unpoisoned and, and a huge part of that is because most of these marriages are pure, purely for political reasons anyway. exactly and for power mm -hmm. um uh, fun fact i learned when i was researching the other day did you know that uh, George R. R. Martin wrote the Dance of Dragons into his uh, universe of Game of Thrones based on a real life conflict in England over uh, really? over a, a conflict of secession? Wow! And uh, very similarly, England was in a massive civil war that was incredibly costly. Is that how they got and, rid of their dragons? And, and, that, that, <laughs> and you know, obviously there were dragons in Great Britain at the time, but or in England at the time. But yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Like this specific concept of of a interfamily conflict right. uh, bred over who should become king when someone dies that 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 led to a very costly civil war is a literal thing that happened that's crazy and i, and I thought yeah. that that was a cool a, a cool dynamic at play there yeah um so things immediately go south over um the kids yep um Aegon goes over and basically says to I think to I believe to Jaehaerys's wife I, I could be wrong about that but something Future along wife. the lines of like like oh well, you should have sex with me I teach you stuff he can't teach stuff <laughs> I like know that. it's like dude and, chill which is, out and then literally uh, uh, Aemon stands up and goes out of his way to basically call veil take veiled shots calling the kids uh, bastards and then things immediately go south from there although presumably what really ends up sending everything south is allison uh but definitely there was some more bad blood that was bred yeah there. and it, that was so funny when he drew his sword and then uh damon just kind of calmly walks between the two oh so like, cool do not make this mistake <laughs> um foreshadowing there too i won't reveal it but uh there is a massive massive fight in the future between amond and damon which will be very very good that, that will be really cool damon um is has a little bit of soft side and we see that happen multiple times, but it continues to happen. For example, um, when he's, you know, I forget what land it is, when he's just on vacation. Just oh, uh, he's over in Essos. Yeah. yeah, he's over in Essos. And, and I believe in Bravos in particular. And he's, he's kind of liking that lifestyle. And then uh, I do think that him helping the king with his, with his crown when it falls, I think that was genuine to some degree. Right, he wanted he wanted him to be there in order to to rule in his favor, of course, but but there was some portrayal of of um, Damon almost feeling sorry for the king, and and his and his situation. Like Damon has a like literally just a touch, just a touch, 
of of what is like a little bit of a soft side a little bit of a fatherly figure absolutely him i thought him showing up for viserys as he was climbing the steps was a really cool game of thrones moment yeah um a lot of like full circle stuff with viserys a lot of like a lot of like uh, loose ends get tied off right, right before they get immediately untied. But at I least, <laughs> at least, I feel like Viserys dies mentally in peace, which I think is, uh, which is good for him, even yeah. though things immediately go to hell in a handbasket. Right. Oh right. gosh. Um, is that all you got for this episode? That's all I got. All right, everybody. As always, we sincerely appreciate your support, and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot.